This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Hamdan kathiran wa tayyiban mubarakan fi. Wa salawatullahi wa salamuhu ala nabiyyina al-ameen wa ala ashabihi ajma'een. Wa man tamassaka. بسنته بإحسان إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعضه. We come to our next class inshallah عز وجل in translating and explaining the classic work of الإمام الحميدي الكبير أبو بكر عبد الله بن الزبير الحميدي رحمة الله تعالى عليه. His classical work of the أصول that the people of the Sunnah build their aqidah upon as it relates to some of the issues that some deviant groups and personalities went against and they opposed the way of the companions, Ridwanullah alayhim ajma'in. Today we come to the point that Imam al-Humaydi rahmatullahi ta'ala alayhi said, wal-iqrar bil-ru'yati ba'd al-mawt. That from the asul of the sunnah, the foundations and the fundamentals of the correct aqidah, is that as Muslims, I have to believe. All of my children have to believe. My mother and my father who are now Muslims, if they come into this religion, they have to believe in order to be true, real Muslims. We have to believe that people who are believers will be able to see Allah Azza wa Jal Yawmul Qiyamah after they die. The Imam here said, seeing Allah after you die. It should be understood that people won't see Allah immediately after they die. So the people who have died and they're waiting for Yawmul Qiyamah, they haven't seen Allah and they don't see Allah. This is talking about Yawmul Qiyamah, when all of the people have died and Allah Azza wa Jal judges between the people then the believers will have the ability to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The scholars of Al-Islam in the past, in refuting the people of innovation, they used to say, people who don't believe in these aspects of the aqidah that the Qur'an has supported, and Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sunnah has clearly explained, if people don't believe in these things, and they explain them away, and their hearts become fearful and they're apologetic and they're acquiescing as it relates to non-Muslims or anyone else for that matter. It was an issue in the past where the Salaf used to say to the people of the Sunnah, لا تستوحش قلوبكم Don't allow your hearts to become fearful of the censorship of those who censor or the mukhalifah of those who go against you, those who oppose you, even if they're really a lot of people. Don't worry about that. So now I say to the Shabab of our community and to all Muslims, but especially our Shabab, don't worry about it when non-Muslims are worried about aspects of our religion that they can't get their heads around. That's their problem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our Lord and their Lord. What Allah has revealed, we get with the program. We believe it, we understand it, and even if we don't understand it, we say we hear and we obey because that is the characteristic of the true believing man and the true believing woman. So don't worry about it, that people don't understand and they can't believe yet Juj and Ma'juj can be on the earth. Don't be of one of those people who you go and you get educated in the university or other than that, and then you're afraid when non-Muslims come and they say, well, 
I can't believe that this is okay. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam marrying Aisha. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam having more than four wives. The Nabi of Islam sallallahu alayhi wa sallam being taken from uh, Al-Isra wal-Mi'raj. People can't believe that. So every time people don't believe in something about our religion, we're going to become apologetic. And we want to warn those people who are teaching the community, PhD holders, and other than that, have rahmah upon the Muslim community and the Shabbat. You're causing these people to doubt their religion. And to doubt their religion about what? To doubt their religion about issues simply because non-Muslims don't believe. Europeans don't believe. What kind of stuff is that? What kind of stuff is that? So some of the people had a problem with believe in these aspects of the religion. So the people of the past, the ulama used to say, those who don't believe in these issues, perhaps, perchance, Allah won't reward you to be of the recipients of these rewards, Yom Al-Qiyamah. You won't be from its people. For an example, the Hawb, Al-Imam Al-Humaydi, did not bring from the Asul of the Sunnis to believe in the fountain that the Prophet was given, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Other Imams mentioned that. Al-Ladaka'i, Ibn Zamanin, those scholars mentioned him, Al-Khalal, Abdullah ibn Ahmed, they mentioned that. But Al-Imam Al-Humaydi didn't bring it here. Al-Imam Ahmed mentioned it in Usul Al-Sunnah, they mentioned that. But some people say, we don't believe in this fountain. Okay, Yom Al-Qiyamah, maybe you won't be of the people who drink from that fountain. We don't believe in the Prophet's Shafa'ah, his ability to have intercession. Okay, Yom Al-Qiyamah, you won't be from the people who the Prophet Shafa'ah will hit you. You don't believe in Ar-Ru'ya, that the believers will see Allah Yom Al-Qiyamah, then maybe you won't be from those people. Allah who knows best, Allah knows best. But that's what the Salaf used to say. So this is a situation that we have to believe in it because it's been established with the Quran and the authentic Sunnah. As for the Quran, we have to understand that not being able to see Allah in this dunya. See, so only the believers will see Allah and only they will see Allah Yom Al-Qiyamah, not in this dunya. So when the Dajjal comes and the Dajjal says that I am Allah with all of the trickery that he has, all of the mesmerizing he'll be able to do, the Muslim who is on the correct aqidah say, hey, hold on a minute, you cannot be Allah. Because Allah cannot be seen in this dunya. The person may not memorize all the ayat of the Quran or the ayat that I'm going to share with you that prove this point. He may not know the hadith that prove this point, but he knows basically Allah cannot be seen in the dunya. So anyone who comes and says that he saw Allah, it's a problem. There are authentic statements that Imam Ahmed said, Ra'aytu Rabbiya. I saw my Lord in a dream. Al-Imam Ahmed said that. Now you come across that for the first time. He said he saw Allah in a dream. As a Muslim, you never heard any explanation that any scholar said the meaning of Al-Imam Ahmed's statement is this. You never heard that. But one thing you're going to not allow to enter into your mind is, has Al-Imam Ahmed ibn Muhammad ibn Hanbal rahmatullahi alayhi, has he seen Allah? We're going to say, no way, no way, it didn't happen. That narration is either weak, and if it's authentic, it means something. The Prophet ﷺ also said in an authentic hadith, I saw my Lord last night in the best image. 
So did the Prophet see Allah with his eye? Kalla. He didn't see Allah with his eye. He saw Allah Ta'ala with his ability in his heart, the basira of the qalb, because no human being has the ability to see Allah. Not being able to see Allah in the dunya is actually a rahmah. Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, وَمَا كَانَ لِي بَشَرًا أَنْ يُكَلِّمُهُ it is not possible that Allah will speak directly to a human being except that he reveals revelation to that human being or from behind a hijab. From behind a hijab. There is a hijab that exists between Allah and his creation. As you're going to see, inshallah, in an authentic hadith, Prophet Muhammad says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, about this hijab, hijabuhu nur, law kashafahu, la ahraqat subahatu wachihi, mantaha ilayhi basuruhu min khalqihi. If Allah were to remove this hijab, the partition, that's between him and his creation. If Allah were to remove that hijab, then the countenance of Allah's face, the nur that is on Allah's face, that nur, that countenance, it would burn up and decimate and annihilate everything that Allah's sight touches. So Allah's al-basir, he sees everything, everything. So for as long, for as far, everything that Allah can see, everything would be destroyed if Allah Remove the hijab from us. So the hijab that exists right now between Bani Adam and between Allah Azawajal, first of all, we don't have the ability to handle it in the dunya. And second of all, second of all, it would destroy everything. And this is why Musa, when he went to meet Allah Azawajal, Rabbi Arami Andur Ilayk. Oh my Lord, give me the ability to look at you. I want to see you. Allah Ta'ala said to Musa, Len Tarani. You will never see me. And it had len, len, which means for the future. You will not have the ability to, to see me. What I can unzur, unzur, look at that mountain. Look at the mountain. I'm going to manifest, the prophet said, a small portion, something small of Allah's self. And if the mountain can stand up and handle that, then you'll be able to see me. Allah did that. Musa looked at the mountain and Musa fell out. He fell out. Why? Because no one has the ability to see Allah in the dunya. And Musa is one of the five uh, Ulul Azim in Rasul, one of the five major messages, and he was extremely strong. That's something you get from the story of Musa. He was one of the strongest of the prophets and the messengers, one of the strongest human beings. Salawatullah wa salamuhu alayhi. So as it relates to this issue, there's an issue that is important in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of what it means and what it entails and what is in the balance. Hijabuhu nur. Allah's hijab that prevents his creation from seeing him, it is made, it is from nur, it's from light. If Allah removed that nur, la ahraqat subahat wajhihi, the countenance of his face will burn off. Ihraq, it will burn off, destroy, decimate everything that the sight of Allah Ta'ala can see. Everything in creation. Because there's nothing that Allah Ta'ala can't see in his creation. As it relates to the ahadith of this issue,
this issue of al-iman and believing in the ru'ya, seeing Allah after a person has died on al-iman, yawm al-qiyamah, it has been established with a hadith that are mutawatira, mutawatira. There are about 33-0 companions that have narrated different hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. 30, like the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam, was asked by his companions, Ya Rasulullah, Yawm Al-Qiyamah, will we see our Lord? Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, yes, you will see your Lord with the same clarity and certainty that you see the Badr. The Badr is the full moon on the 15th night of the month. He said the same certainty and clarity that you see the full moon when there's no clouds in the sky. You're going to see your Lord with that same clarity, meaning, meaning the way that moon is seen and there's no ambiguity. That's how you're going to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 30 different companions gave these different ahadith, not to mention a number of ayat from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that also mention these issues. From them is the statement of Allah ta'ala, وَجُوهٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ نَاظِرًا إِلَىٰ رَبِّهَا نَاظِرًا the faces of the people of Al-Jannah on that day will be illuminated with light, with night, nudra. They will have light and they will be looking at their Lord. Faces will be shining and those faces will be looking at their Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's an ayat of the Quran. Another ayat Allah Ta'ala said, لَهُمْ مَا يَشَاءُونَ فِيهَا وَلَدَيْنَا مَزِيدًا The people of Al-Jannah will get everything that they desire in the Jannah. And they'll only desire that which is halal. So the people in Al-Jannah, those who are on the top levels, they come down to visit those who are on levels lower than them. Because if the people who are on the lower levels were to go up and to visit them, they would say, wow, look at what they have. They have what we don't have. And then it could be jealousy, enmity, animosity. But in Jannah, there's none of that. No jealousy, no enmity, no animosity. Nothing is haram in Jannah. Even the khamr, the sharab of Jannah, it's not like the khamr and the sharab here in the dunya. So here... Allah said in this ayat, they will get anything and everything that their hearts desire and will have an addition. And we have an additional, an additional favor that we would like to give them. So that ayat clearly is talking about ar-ru'ya yawm al-qiyamah. Also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, kalla innahum an rabbihim yawma idhin Kalla, no. Instead, on that day, Yomul Qiyama, they will be partitioned from their Lord, Mahjubun, Hijab. They will not have the ability to see the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will not have the ability to see Allah. They're going to be in the hellfire and they'll never come out of the hellfire. They won't be able to see the door of Jannah, go into the Jannah. They won't be able to see Allah, anything going on in the Jannah because they made shirk billah and they die with that shirk and upon that shirk and upon that kufr. So this is an ayat of the Quran that negates the non-Muslims having the ability to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
As it relates to the many ahadith that established this, and as I said, they are many, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam tasliman kathira, he said that yawmul qiyamah, when the people of al-jannah go into the jannah, and the people of the hellfire go into the hellfire, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask the people of al-jannah, ya ahl al-jannah, is there anything else you people want? Is there anything else that you would desire, that your hearts desire? The people of Al-Jannah will say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, didn't you make our faces illuminated? You made our faces have a nur. Nur from Al-Iman. Nur from Al-Yaqeen, certainty. Nur as a result of a tawakkul, relying on Allah. Nur as a result of As-sabr, sabr, as-sabr, nur, yawmul qiyamah, as the Prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not being a person who is weak and faint-hearted about being a Muslim and being different and being on the sunnah, there's a reward for that, and that reward is nurun, yawmul qiyamah. So the people will say, oh Allah, didn't you make our faces, you know, light? Their faces on that day will be nadira. Looking at their Lord, their face will be white, white from al-wudu. The Prophet sallallahu said that the believer will come yawm al-qiyamah and all of the parts that used to get touched by the water of his wudu, they will illuminate. So he'll have noon on his face when he makes the correct wudu. And that's why the brothers and the sisters who are new Muslims, who are new reverts, you just started praying. The brothers and the sisters who have OCD and things like this, may Allah make it easy for everybody. We have to do a better job as it relates to making the proper wudu. Prophet Muhammad made the wudu, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he said, whoever made the wudu the same way that I made the wudu, he'll get this reward and get that reward. As for the people doing the wudu and adding on to it, it's a mushkira problem. People making salat and they're adding on to the salat, taking away from the salat, it's a problem. Pray the way you just saw me praying. Take from me the rice of hajj and perform the hajj the way that I perform hajj. The Nabi says, Sallallahu alayhi alayhi. Whatever I tell you people about, when I tell you a hadith, don't add on to what I said. Don't add on to what I said. Abdullah ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. He was sitting with a man. And he said, Ya Abdullah ibn Umar, what are the five pillars of Al-Islam? Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, said, five pillars of Al-Islam is that you make the shahadatan, the shahadatain, you do salat, you give zakat, you fast in Ramadan, you make hajj. The man said, what jihad? What about jihad? What about all of those ayat of al-jihad? That the one who gets killed fi correctly, he will be inside of the body of green birds that are flying around in Jannah, going wherever they want to go. That the Mujahid, Allah will say, hope for whatever you want to hope for. And he will say, I want to go back so I can get killed again with the correct martyrdom. Because the reward of a shahad is so great, he wants to come back. So the man know all of those ayat, all of those ahadith. Like some of the people go overboard with their love for jihad. You've gone overboard because now you're making takfir of everybody. 
Now you want to be a mujahid, but you're ignorant about the basics of your religion, like how to make salat and how to make wudu, which is more important than jihad. So anyway, Abdullah bin Umar, when he heard the man say, what about jihad? He said, he said, jihad, he said, is good. But what I told you is what the prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, five. When I teach you, when I tell you hadith, don't add on to that hadith. That's what he said, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. So the people will say to Allah, oh, our Lord, didn't you cause our faces to be white and light? Whereas the kuffar, their faces are dark. Their faces are dark. On that day, some of the faces will be white. And on that day, some of the faces will be dark. That's what Allah said in the Quran, Abdullah ibn Abbas. It is reported that he said about the tafsir of this ayat, the faces of those that will be white are the faces of Ahlul Sunnah. And the faces of those who will be dark are the faces of Ahlul Bid'ah. Abdullah ibn Umar, Abdullah ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Anyway, the people of the Jannah will say, Oh, our Lord, haven't you put us in the Jannah and you saved us from the hellfire? There's nothing else that we want. You gave us everything that we could possibly ask for. Allah said, no, there's one more thing. There's one more thing. And that one more thing that Allah is referring to or would be referring to is he will remove the hijab that exists between him and his creation. And then when the people see the face of Allah, they're all going to bow down and fall prostrate. And make sajda. And Prophet Muhammad said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and the ni'mah, the barakah, the ability that they had to see Allah Yawmul Qiyamah is going to be the greatest ni'mah, the greatest reward of a jannah. In a jannah, you'll be in close proximity to the prophets and the messengers. In the jannah, you'll be with your children and your wife and your relatives, inshallah. In the Jannah, you have whatever you ask for. When you stand up, the trees and the fruit of the tree that are low, when you sit down, they come down with you. When stand up, they stand up. Pearls, gold, stabrak, all these things, embroidery in the Jannah, all of these things. You will have slaves that are servants, servants that are running, running, running around on errands. They look like look, look, like pearls. You say, hey, go give salam to Ibrahim. Hey, go give this one to Ismail. Hey, go say salam to Abu Bakr and on and on every day for eternity. Whatever you can think of, because in Jannah, as the Prophet says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is what no eyes have ever seen and no ears have ever heard was in the Jannah. Never. And yet the greatest reward of a Jannah is the ability to see Allah Azza wa Jalla. And then after that, Prophet Muhammad read the ayat of the Quran, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا الْحُسْنَى وَالزِّيَادَةِ لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا الْحُسْنَى وَالزِّيَادَةِ Verily those people who do ihsan. What is ihsan? And تَعْبُضَ اللَّهَ كَأَنَّكَ تَرَاهُ وَإِن لَمْ تَكُنْ تَرَاهُ فَإِنَّهُ يَرَاكُ Worship Allah as though He sees you. And although you can't see him, you, you behave as if you see Allah. That's the highest level of a person's existence. 
to those people who existed in that way. I can do this, but Allah sees me. I can do that, but Allah hears me. I can do this, I can take that, I can, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is fully aware. As a result of that, it's a deterrent. And the person says, no, there were no CCTV cameras from the human beings, no eyes from the human being. But the person says, the angels see me, the jinn can see me, some of the jinn can see me, and above all of that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sees me. So a, lot, so a person adjusts his life that way. So those people who do ihsan and they go to Jannah, they will have husna wa ziyada. Husna, Ali ibn Abi Talib, Anas ibn Malik, may Allah be pleased with them, they said al-husna in this ayat, they will have al-jannah, lilladheena ahsanu, al-husna is al-jannah. And they'll also have a ziyada. What is ziyada? It means to be, have more. The name Zaid comes from this. Zaid, uh, Ziyad. So Ziyada is an increase. Those people who do, do, they believe, go to Jannah, they'll get the Jannah and they'll have a Ziyada. Ali, Anas ibn Malik, they said that Ziyada was the ability that people will have where they'll be able to look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Yomul Qiyamah. So with this being the issue, we reject the position of those people who went astray in this issue, in particular the Khawarij, the Mu'tazila, and the Jahmiya. All of these issues the Imams of Al-Islam came up with, and they were being in opposition to the people who oppose. يَحْمِلُوا هَذَا الْعِلْمَ مِنْ كُلِّ خَلَفٍ عُدُولُهُ يَنْفُونَ عَنْهُ تَحْرِيفِ الْغَالِينَ there will always be a group of scholars who come from every era, from every single time. They will carry this knowledge from era to era. And they will prevent the tahrif, the changing of those people who have ghulu and they go overboard. Those people who are ignorant, they're ignorant in false interpretations. They're oppressive interpretations. So Al-Imam Al-Humaydi Al-Kabir, Rahmatullahi Ta'ala Alayhi, came with this point like the other imams before him, and they are saying, look, as it relates to this issue, this issue is an issue in which the people of the sunnah are upon it, in contradiction to the Jahmiya, and in contradiction to the Mu'tazila, and in contradiction as well to the people who are from the way of the Khawarij. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a'la in a'lam. Brothers and sisters in Al-Islam, I don't want to explain this book of Al-Imam Al-Humaydi and it's just the ideas that are coming across and you get an understanding, inshallah, of the book. We want that to happen. But the main goal and the main objective is for us to strive, is for us to strive and to struggle with the different forms of ibadat that we can be doing to try to be of those people who go to the Jannah in an attempt to see the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And maybe I would go as far as to advise as well that some of you begin to put inside of your dua, put inside of your dua where you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the Jannah al-Firdaus and you ask Allah azawajal for the ability to see his face, that you are a person who is mutashawwaq, mushtaq, and you are keen, haris, excited about seeing the face of 
our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala and may Allah make us of those who are successful in the dunya but especially in the hereafter and may he subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to see his face subhanahu wa ta'ala and to be close to the prophets and the messengers of Al-Islam especially Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions Abu Bakr and Uthman and Ali and the rest of them Radwanullah alayhim and his Ahlul Bayt hadha wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barik ala nabiyyina wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh this recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.